0: Hello, Dr. Shaw here, and welcome to another episode of Teaching Humanity Remotely. Today, I want to discuss something that's very important and very serious for parents. I know we've hit on this before, but I feel, based on the feedback I'm getting on my website, I feel like I just have to address this in greater depth, and that is parents need to be able to separate themselves, have enough distance for for them to be able to be as objective as possible when seeing behaviors in their children and studying behaviors in themselves. And what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're not projecting our stuff onto our children. I know I've spoken about this before. For example, when Joshua was born, my son, when he was born, he was born paralyzed from the waist down. And there was a part of me that never wanted to walk. I felt he can't walk, I won't walk, which of course is ridiculous because I wasn't born paralyzed from the waist down. And throughout my life mothering him, I had to assess my feelings around his condition and I had to ensure that I owned my feelings. I'm allowed to have any feelings I want to have or have to have or can't help but have around his condition, but I'm not allowed to put my shit on him. I'm not allowed to do that. And in order for me to ensure that I don't, I need to be watching and paying attention and being present in the moment. And I bring this up because there is a social situation at a school that I know where it's and it's a private school, so and the children stay together for a number of years in the same class, so they really cultivate a, a environment that really is built upon quality relationships kind of like a family being together. It's very authentic. You're with somebody for so many years. And there's a child who has a lot of anxiety. And maybe that child has anxiety or maybe that child is taught to have anxiety because the mother has a lot of anxiety. So what is required in that situation is the mother needs to see if she is either consciously or unconsciously teaching the child to have anxiety. And whether it's conscious or unconscious, if the mother sees like, wow, this is a characteristic that I have, and I see that my child's having it, I suffer with it. I don't like having it. I'm going to do all that I can to make sure my child doesn't have it, even though I do have it. And so what would happen then is that the mother can have the child go to play therapy, sort of nip it in the bud, because sometimes children are not taught by the parents to have certain characteristics and behaviors that might hinder their development in the most positive way. But sometimes it is because the parent, I just want to say two little stories. When I was a teacher, there was a parent who was really an intellectual and he was a single dad. The mom has passed away and he really suffered with his intellectualism and yet he was reading Dante's Inferno to his child and so I had to really intervene and say look you know you are saying that you don't like how you are in being so intellectually inquisitive that it actually is a negative and it drains you and yet you're reading Dante to a four-year-old or a five-year-old why don't you just play ball with him and do things that are more on his level. So I had to intervene because I loved the father and I loved the son and I wanted to make sure that the son had an opportunity to develop his own being without the prejudice of the father putting his stuff on him. And the other thing that happened is when I was married to a man who is a stepfather to my son, that man had a lot of shame issues. And he didn't want Joshua to be in a disposable diaper that would have been covered with, you know, clothes. And he felt that by doing it his way, he was giving Joshua dignity, and I allowed that to happen as the moneymaker of the family, teaching every single day, but in reality, in retrospect, it had nothing to do with Joshua having dignity, it had to do with the man feeling like, I don't want this child in a disposable diaper, when really the cloth diaper in which he took care of him was much more ostracizing for so many reasons, and then he would just wrap him in a towel, and he just looked so much more... Separate from how people look in the world when they're wearing just regular pants and shoes and so on and so forth. Again, it was the man's projection of what he valued as dignity, and then he just put it on. Joshua. And so I'm speaking from experience. It's very, very important to make sure that parents have enough separation where they're not putting their stuff on their kid, their stuff that really hinders them. And therefore, their child will then be hindered by it. It's just very, very important. And the way to rectify it is to be watchful in the moment to see your tendency. And you may not know, we may not know if. It's a quality that is nurture versus nature. We may not know that, but if we have a quality that we know is a hindrance to us as adults, then what we can certainly do is make sure that we're giving our children all the opportunity to not inherit that. Now, a lot of times we don't pay attention. We all learn by modeling. Sometimes we model what we don't want our children to learn, and sometimes we model what we are intending them to learn. But when we're doing it unconsciously, then all you need to do if you can't stop your own discomfort with the quality that you're seeing in yourself and in your child. You can at least help your child not have it by really having them go to a play therapist or discussing it with their classroom teacher. And by you being mindful, by you sharing and saying, you know, I have this quality of anxiety and I feel ostracized and I always feel out of the group and I really don't want you to have that. So let's see how we can help you not have it. And just know I'm working on that too. I hope this helps. It's really important. It's not about making anyone wrong. It's about seeing qualities and obstacles that are difficult for us and trying to transform them into learning opportunities. That's the simple nut and bolts of it all. And we all want what's best for our children and what's best for ourselves too. And you're allowed to model the struggle, talking about it, that can also really help. But if it's a struggle that you're still struggling with, and that's out of your hands, then having your child see you go for help is very helpful. And and giving that opportunity to your child as well, so that it can be nipped in the bud. I know this will help if you take this to heart. So please let me know, write to me at learnwithmeremotely.com and let me know how this is going for those of us who are struggling in this capacity. Until next time, be well.